0: on. G'day, g'day and welcome back to another episode of the show. I am your host, is your boy, the captain of the ship, the man in charge, Bradley J. Driver. You can call me Brad. We're here in the studio, new and improved, looking pretty fancy. If you're watching this through video, you'd see we've got some light now. So I still look shit, but we've got some light. Um, It's a good vibe. And the studio looks pretty. The studio looks nice. We've got the Duff Man behind the camera doing his thing. We've got an incredible guest here. And today we've got a lot to talk about. It's the name of the show. It's the reason we're here. It's what we're here to do. Coffee's in hand. Shout out to the King Jonah Sullivan for brewing a few of those up. Um, and I'm going to intro today's guest. You know how it is. We always freestyle from the top. Um, so let me see what I've got. Today's guest is wonderful and lovely. We've just been for a sunrise walk. We've had a bit of a chat. She's got an incredible personality. She is what you would call a social influencer, but there is so much more to her than that. She is an incredible voice for self-love, an incredible voice for women, especially in their 20s and in the youth who have the social expectations and that crazy expectation of life that is handed down in each and every one of us in 2021, the pressures of social media, the pressures of falling in love, finding relationships, maintaining them, staying healthy, looking the part and all of that. But as we always say on the show, that with that expectation, nobody ever has it figured out. And she does an incredible job of being honest about that, being really raw, being vulnerable on camera. And that's the thing that attracted me to have her here in the studio today. Um, So from your home, your car or wherever you are, give a very warm welcome to the one, the only, the very lovely Ruby Grace.
1: Thank you so much. That was a really lovely intro.
0: I feel a bit I, of my head lovely. has been
1: enlarged. I yeah, think. I try
0: to be lovely in the intro. We've got to pump you up. We've got to make you feel you gotta
1: good. you got to make me, yeah. You've yeah, got to make me, sell yeah. me to the guests. And I've got to say
0: thank you because you've driven down from Sydney. Anyone who knows me well and has a personal relationship with me knows that if I say I'm going to be somewhere at a time, I'm definitely not. I'm going to be there five <laughs> to ten minutes late. It's never too late. It's always five to ten minutes. And not like
1: rude. Like not a rude amount of Yeah, business.
0: just yeah. like... It's a little. It's cute rudeness. I call
1: it fashionably where late. Where it's kind
0: of a little bit like, uh, it's not annoying, but like fuck, you should be here. <laughs> um, and you called me this morning. I was in my bathroom, <laughs> blow drying my hair after, after a cold shower, and I was like, fuck, it's six thirty, and I answered very sheepishly because I was like. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to turn the hairdryer off first because I don't want to think I'm 15 or 20 minutes away.
1: I was actually, I was like, oh, he's really echoey. I wonder if he's in the bathroom. I mm. did think that. Yeah. And then I was like, I wonder how long I'm going to sit here for. And
0: morning <laughs> ritual very quick. I was quick. You were. And morning ritual is I have a cold shower. So I was having my cold shower mm. just, just to freshen up. And I look, I want to say before we get into today's chat, if I'm a little bit behind on my words and my language. I'm surviving off very minimal sleep and you know it's a long weekend most people are out on the piss they're having a good time not me um I was at the footy on Saturday night and decided to get up for a run yesterday on three and a half four hours sleep and I ate a lot of food last night at mum's house I'm in a bit of a food coma um breakfast will be hard to get down this morning but you can bet it will (laughs) it will happen um but look we're here to chat really excited to have you
1: I'm so excited. Thank you for having me.
0: No, it's good. It's well a good worth the dive. It's a good energy. It's a good <laughs> energy. Like I said, we got the chance to chat a little bit before off camera, which I love to do. Yeah. Because it always gives me an idea of who you are as a person. We've chatted a little bit over social, but it's always nice to meet someone face to face. It's a good energy, and you have a great energy. You've got a good Thank personality. You. And I love what you do. You really shed light on the vulnerabilities of life. And if we get a little bit serious for a minute, a <laughs> big part of this podcast, And the evolution of the Mm. brand, that makes it sound really big, the brand, (laughs) um, is sort of finding our people, finding our lane. And ultimately, the people who love and listen to this show and watch this show, shout out to you all, like they're all in their 20s. Yeah. A good majority of them are. And they're all facing the same life challenges. And I know in our 20s, we hate righteous people, right? Yeah. We hate the people that make out, they've got it all figured out, but they don't. We love vulnerability. We love the rawness, the realness. And we love hearing that we're not the only people struggle, struggling to our a situation. for sure. That whatever cards we're dealt, other people are dealing with too. And I love that you really bring light to that on social. So let's talk a little bit about your journey mm-hmm. and what's brought you to where you are. That question that you love so much. The question I
1: love Who so much. Who is
0: Ruby Grace?
1: Oh, wow. Big one. <laughs> um, As you said, getting deep, I'm someone who's a pretty open book, so I'm happy to talk about anything. Um, But I guess for me, like, my journey started when um, I grew up in a rural town for high school and I just never felt like I belonged. I always felt like I was a bit of an outcast um, and I felt like I was always having to pretend to be someone I wasn't in order to fit in and be liked and to feel like I was good enough. And that's when I kind of started noticing boys and, you know, like – Boys in high school, they they have like their tricks and their games. Like yeah. I remember really vividly in year eight liking this boy and he got dead to like sit with me at lunch and pretend to be into me and I was really excited and then he didn't ever come and sit and he was like, Oh, it was just a joke, like it was just a dare. I didn't actually like you and I was like
0: <laughs> Guarantee you did though. I, just, I feel like that's boys. He right? just it's cried. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's boys at school though, right? They make yeah. out, they don't like girls. It's like, you know, um, what's that show where um, Malcolm in the Middle, yes. Reese, the older brother, yep. he really likes that chick and she's taking a drink from the bubbler and he hits her head on the bubbler. Yeah. It's his way of like showing <laughs> that he likes her. But guys at that age don't know how to express that they like someone.
1: Well, that was the wrong way to express it because Definitely then was. I was really upset. But then throughout like high school, I guess it was that, feeling like, you know, not knowing where I sat and not yeah. ever having a stable group of friends. I felt like I every friend group I was with, I wasn't sure if when I got up and left, if I was going to be the topic of conversation. And that was something that I was always really frightened of, that like, you know, I would sit with people who I was friends with and by no means am I saying I didn't gossip and do all of that. I 100% did to fit in, but I was always like, when I get up and leave, I'm going to be the topic. And um, there was where we lived in this small town, there was a lot of like gossiping and rumors and uh, just really bitchiness and I just never liked it. And then coming out and going into uni was then like a whole nother group of friends Mm. and Um, it was just about, I had a really bad breakup when I was, um, about 17, 18.
0: Yeah.
1: And that was something that I, um, made my mental health hit an all time low. And, um, I started seeing a therapist and working through things then. And that was when I kind of realized that so much of my happiness was based in other people. Mm. Like if someone else, like if a relationship or if a boy didn't, um, like, Stay, or if you know, I didn't get the validation of someone I needed, or if a friend didn't work out, or whatever it might be, my happiness was so affected by other people, yeah, like it was never within me. I always was, um, and that's probably when I struggled the most with like my body, um, during that time because you know, when I was saying about that boy in year eight, like you know, um, and rumors and bitchiness, it was always about the way I looked, and um. I remember I think it was like year 9 or year 10 I started getting like calls from Jenny Craig and Weight Watchers and boys in my school mm. were signing me up to it and putting my number down. Fuck
0: some humans are cruel. Huh?
1: Yeah and It was, like, that's when I was always, like, oh, I'm, like, I don't, like, I don't look good enough. That's why boys don't like me. That's why I'm this. That's why I'm that. And it was, like, little things that obviously were just pranks to them and, like, jokes them and they didn't think it was anything, but it really affected me.
0: Can I ask quickly? Yeah. Have any of those people reached out to you post-school and been, like, I was so cruel at school. I'm so sorry.
1: No. (laughs) I don't know. Like, a couple of them, a couple of the boys who were, like, cruel and nasty like, when we were in, like, year 8 and 9 were, like, really nice to me in year 12. And, like, we always got along really well. And it's funny because the guy who actually stood me up at the year 8, in, like, year 8, he wanted to date me in year 12. And I was like, hey, no. I was going
0: to say, I was going to say because you're saying that. And I'm like, if you're not watching this, you're gorgeous. So, like, there'd be so many of those guys now that are sitting there thinking, fuck, I've got no chance now. Exactly. <laughs> Give them the bird. Flip them the bird. Just
1: flipping the bird. Um, Yeah, so... And then my relationship when I was um I had like two quote unquote serious relationships, yeah. not really that serious, more a trauma bond. But um the first one I was 16, he was a lot older than me, and he would literally always tell me that I wasn't his type. He would always be like, "No, my type's like blondes with big boobs." And if you are watching this vlog right now, I am literally brunette with no chest, so I was like, "Great, I'm." not your type, but I was like in love with him. So I was like, oh, okay. And it was always like little comments like that. And then uh, the boyfriend after that was the same, always comments about the way I looked, um, would always say that I'd be happier if I was skinnier, would always like, you know, be like, oh, you shouldn't eat that. Like, why are you eating that? And so it was like this constant being thing of like, I'm not good enough. I need to look a certain way. If I looked a certain way, they wouldn't treat me like this. If I was skinnier, if I had blonde hair, if I looked a certain way, I would be respected. I would be treated better. Mm. Guys wouldn't say this to me. Um, And that's what then spiralled my mental health and also, like, my binge eating and obsession with the thin idealistic that social media absolutely fucking praises. Um, I Every single diet ad, every single influencer who would promote a waist trainer, skinny teas, gummies, intermittent fasting, you name it, I did every single thing. Mm. And after the breakup when i was like 18 i lost 11 kilos in like 2 months so i was like That's hardcore like tracked 1100 calories did like 2 1 hour walks a day trained for an hour like i was obsessed with it in such mm. an unhealthy way because i thought one it will make me happier i will be happier when i lose x amount of kilos when I have a flat stomach, when I look this way, and then I will get the respect. Boys will like me then. And those boys who hurt me will look back and be like, wow, I shouldn't have fucked her over because now look at her. And let me tell you, none of that happened. Like, I wasn't happier. I was probably more depressed, more insecure, because I still looked to myself 11 kilos lighter and didn't think I was good
0: enough. Is that is that really... Um is that almost touching it like the real journey needs to be more mental than physical for yeah, so many people?
1: for sure. Because nothing external is ever going to fix something internal. The problem was never my body. The problem was that I felt like I wasn't good enough. And that stemmed from internal wounds from throughout childhood and like, you know, with my dad and like things like that. Like that's all stemmed from there. So nothing external would ever fix those wounds. Yeah, they'll give me some form of validation or fill up that wound for a small amount of time. mm but then that dies off. It's like when people think that money is the answer or a new car or whatever, yeah, it'll make you feel good for a little bit, but it's never going to be the answer because the wound is internal, not external.
0: 100%. I completely agree with that. And it's something that we've spoken about a lot on the podcast here is like the external factors and the things that we think are going to make us happy often aren't. Yeah. And like for me, I know personally for me, like I'm definitely not in the best shape I've been in at the moment. I've been enjoying life. <laughs> I've been enjoying life, rooms. I've been with all know, those
1: mum, mum's dinners. My, you're looking great, <laughs>
0: mum. Last night, lamb roast, <laughs> sticky date. Didn't have the ice cream though because I ate half a block of caramel. It's balanced. It's balanced. Yeah. Balance. But I feel good. And, and it's the
1: most important. It's, thing. You it's an it. internal
0: journey, right? Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. We live in a world where. Someone I'm a huge fan of is Billie Eilish. Mm. Massive Billie Eilish fan because she's extremely talented. Yeah, and I think just like extremely artistic. And I was telling you before, like I'm really interested in artists and like what their mindset is, how they yeah. come about the the creation of their music or their work or whatever they do.
1: I would hate to know them like the standards and expectations oh that are put on them in such a. You know, she
0: does a great job of it. Like yeah. for so long, she hid her body and. And I think there's there's a few things that I'll preface here. So I think personal love and self-love and that development internally is so important. Yeah. But then you've got an amazing balance where you have all of that now and you work on all that consistently. And I can yeah. imagine it's, an, like, it's a it's a full-on journey all yeah. the time. Like there's never, never an ends. end. I think, never an think end there's point. an end point. Yeah. There's
1: not. There's you no final chapter.
0: This is a fucking big book.
1: <laughs> Trauma keeps coming um, up.
0: <laughs> but I think you have a great balance where you still live an active life stuff where you still... Promoting things that are good for your health.
1: Yeah, for sure
0: like and I think that's the balance where I think some people go the other way Where it's like and I think that's the tricky part where it's we're in a world where hopefully this will change and it's more self-love and Mm. positive body image Mm. But I think there's some people who take it a little bit too far and they forget that like your body needs to be healthy like it needs to have a functioning heart and functioning lungs and but I think the
1: thing is is what people don't understand is that and this is like my whole i guess not issue with body positivity but the minute that someone is like like slightly overweight or considered fat by society Mm. they are promoting obesity they are promoting you know all of this stuff but the thing is is that they are not so when i studied my mental health uh degree as a registered nurse and i did mental health uh, one thing I really looked into was diet and what, and how the media and promoting thinness and this ideal actually leads to so many episodes of binge eating and all of this stuff, yeah. which creates so many people to mm. be gaining weight in excessive amounts. And so I think that, you know, when it comes to anyone's health, it can't be determined by what they look like. Mm. You know, you can see someone who maybe looks physically unfit because they are larger in size but then you could see someone who is you know you could take say like one of you know i know a few fitness influencers who you know they look amazing Mm. but they snork they snort rack every weekend and they inject steroids they have heart problems all this but they look healthy that's why i think that the whole body positivity thing it comes down to one no one has the right to make an uh a judgment on someone else's health based off the mm. way they look, because you never know.
0: I love the way you said that there, because I often think that you see people promoting health, mm. and you think you do not live the lifestyle that you're promoting. Yeah. Um, just because you look good yeah. doesn't mean you're healthy, and it's the same thing, right? Like if someone packs a smokes a pack a day. Yeah. And All they these look people in, incredible shape. Yeah like they're probably not fucking internally healthy. <laughs> yeah. But I look at a guy like Action Bronson, mm-hmm. um the hip-hop artist and I don't know who that is. he says he's a hip-hop artist <laughs> and he's a chef. Right, okay. He's been on a bit of a journey, like he was he was like quite obese. Right, yeah. Um from years of just abusing his body mm-hmm. and has been on a journey to reinvigorate his health and so mm-hmm. he started exercising and like he's lost a little bit of weight but he's still a bigger guy but he's incredibly healthy because he trains every day like he's got really good healthy habits Mm. for his body yeah that he loves and he and it's like a real love with training where Mm. he's like i never thought i'd fall in love with exercise the way i do and i don't think everyone needs to exercise every day like there's a balance
1: but i think what people also forget is that health isn't just exercising and eating well it's what you consume visually it's what who you surround yourself with it's your mental health your social health your spiritual it isn't just training and going and eating well because i can train six days a week i can eat quote unquote healthy but if my mental health isn't there if i'm not surrounded by the like good people who improve my social well-being and my social health Mm. i cannot be considered healthy so health is a social dimension Mm. of many things
0: Do you think they all sort of interconnect in a way?
1: 100%. 100%. But, yeah, so, like, you can, like, uh, for example, like, someone can train, you know, six days a week, let's say, and eat really healthy. And you might be like, wow, they are healthy, right? Like, they do all the right things. But what if they're training because they're so afraid of losing? Like, they're so afraid of gaining weight. Yeah. And every single meal that they eat, they have so much, like control over it and They're they get guilt like is that then health?
0: Not at all. And it's it's funny because I I run with a group every week, the active boys run club. Oof,
1: and I like me. I love
0: running, right? I love running there. If
1: you see me running, I'm being fucking chased. Yeah, like okay. I don't run.
0: If you see Ruth running, fucking call fail. Call
1: fail. or oh, there's a bird somewhere. Like, yeah. like we'll piss balls. <laughs>
0: I um, So I run with this crew, they're called the Active Boys Run Club, and it's two guys that started it and a bunch of mates started coming. Now it's like, it's a bunch of like girls and like, it's just a really amazing dynamic. And I often say a big part of the group is just the foundational 5K Sunday run Yeah. at 6am. And the thing I love is I think what does more for people is not the run, but afterwards everyone stands around, has an ice long black and a conversation
1: it's a social thing isn't it and it's
0: a social thing but what i've seen that do for some of the people's mental health in that group and the positivity of having like good positive healthy relationships that are built off like a really strong foundation and this community vibe Mm. is like maybe the biggest thing for health in that whole group it's not the running it's that yeah feeling of like belonging
1: well i've read this article once and i will not know who or what who it was by but it was talking about
0: please provide references <laughs>
1: please provide references but it was basically talking about hierarchy of needs when it comes to health and it was actually saying that they found the most important one was social well-being because when you don't feel like you are connected or you have a community and you do not feel wanted or needed or valued yep. your social your whole health gets really affected if you feel so alone And like that you don't have anyone to turn to. You don't have anyone to feel support or loved. Like, you know, if you look back into caveman times, it was all about community, right? You had a sense of belonging. Yeah. And people need that and people forget that. And I think social media has its benefits about being connected and, you know, we connected via social media. Yeah. But then there's also the thing where people are so connected yet they are so alone.
0: 100%. Yeah. 100. percent Look at what the computer's doing right there. Oh, that's a little bit. She's... That's a little bit crazy, isn't it?
1: Yeah. What is Jesus, that? Jesus, that's new. You know those like pads that have like the, the, the metal bits, and then you put your hand on it, and it like spikes.
0: Not really. <laughs> that might, that much to something. The cubes,
1: like... and they have like all the little metal pieces. Am I? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Liam knows. Duffman knows.
1: Yeah. That's what it looks like
0: quite interesting. Sorry, yeah. I got distracted there. Yeah, you really <laughs> I, lo- I love what you're talking about and I echo all of that. I think you, you hit the nail on the head there. It really is social belonging and that leads to well-being and I think then all the dots seem to connect. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about relationships. We spoke about it a little bit at the start. Yeah. I don't know why you're giggling. <laughs> um, there's obviously so much to cover with relationships. Yeah. We sort of both spoke off camera about being... Romantic
1: not- relationships or...
0: Any form of relationship, any form of relationship. What do you think makes a healthy relationship? We spoke before Mm -hmm. about, let's, firstly I'll say, when it comes to romantic relationships, disclaimer, I am no expert.
1: (laughs) Neither am Um,
0: I. (laughs) In fact, Liam is,
1: Liam's had the the longest standing (laughs)
0: relationship in this room, four years with his lovely partner. And... Maybe we'll have to have Liam on here one day <laughs> yeah. as the love guru.
1: Cancel this show right now, um, put Liam on, <laughs> take me out.
0: <laughs> but what do you think makes a healthy relationship, both romantically and with friends?
1: Um, I think all of them come off a basis of trust, like connectedness, having similar things involved, um, the ability to set boundaries and be able to like listen and respect mm. one another when it comes to that, um, and someone who makes you feel like seen and like heard. Yeah. I think that's a really important one. Yeah. Um, Look, my answer to this in the simplest way is that the world is can be painful enough and a yeah. relationship, whether it is romantic or a friendship, should make your life better mm. and easier and make you want to be a better person. And if it is adding more pain and stress, it is not good for you.
0: Yeah, I agree like, with that.
1: It's meant to make your life better. You're meant to ebb and flow with one another. It is not meant to bring more pain and stress. So I think, you know... Um, Liam this is no hate to you but like I don't think time can say whether a relationship is good enough or not I've seen people who have been in relationships for 6 plus years and their relationship is quote unquote, 50% good and 50% bad like when the good's good it's really great but when the bad's bad it's really awful you know but well there's
0: plenty of people that are in long term abusive relationships exactly yeah or people who are
1: just so scared to be alone they don't want to leave
0: yeah that's something that really takes a lot of work for a lot of people hey it's Mm. one thing that I'll say I'm I'm most proud of myself for is this ability to like, some people would call it commitment issues. I wouldn't. I think it's, I I've think to, it's I'm foresight. <laughs> yeah. I think it's foresight, right? Yeah. Where usually after, I think after like eight to 12 weeks with someone,
1: Yeah.
0: I can tell whether that's got long-term legs. For sure. And what I mean by that is like, why is my phone buzzing? Zachary
1: needs to not
0: fucking <laughs> Zachary bit off. Jesus Christ, mate.
1: Stellar control. Um,
0: <laughs> I just think like after that period of time, you can tell whether a relationship has the legs to last long term, right? Yeah, whether for it's sure. got, you know, there's healthy things there. Whether you and the person connect properly. Whether mm. you've got because so many people jump into a relationship, and I feel like growing up. I was never like, yeah, well, see, for me, I was like, I think because I had, maybe because my journey has been so different with my health and like I've had to do a lot of internal work throughout my younger years. Yeah, sure. Where I've got this really amazing ability to like self-reflect and great self-awareness. That sounds very righteous of me, but I feel I have great self-awareness where I know whether I'm seeking someone else for... A situation that I need to sort out myself, yeah, yeah. and so I can go okay this isn 't the right thing or i 'm not the right person for them mm. even even if I like them like yeah. i 'm not the right person for them, yeah, but I think i'm coming to a stage in my in my life where i 'm twenty five now yeah life is life is moving forward, <laughs> where I think it, it would be nice to meet someone good,
1: yeah,
0: like where you 've got that like that little bit of stability and I'm not like we spoke about it before it's a long weekend mm. and I'd consider a big night out at mum's house for a roast you know what I mean so I'm like <laughs> that is
1: sounds like an ideal yeah.
0: night <laughs> yeah so I'm like I'm not I'm not the type of person who's like going out and like enjoying single life you know what I mean that's not me so I'm like I think a relationship would be nice where it's it's more so the company like it's good company yeah. finding someone that you really enjoy spending time with yeah if all those things are healthy and the relationship is healthy, and you've got a great connection. Then I'm like, I'm probably ready for that.
1: Yeah, for sure. But the I hard think about thing having finding- a baby all the time. See how I I'm
0: not a baby. that. I'm not that far <laughs> down the line. I'm not that far down the line where I'm like. I
1: think it's being a full time nanny. I'm like, I have a baby.
0: <laughs> how old are you? Twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. How long have you been a nanny
1: for? Angus was eight weeks when I started, and he just turned three.
0: Does that change the way that you see relationships? One
1: hundred and ten percent.
0: I'm turning my phone off, by the way. I'm not being rude because I just feel like I'm getting text messages galore. (laughs) Um, Talk to me. Yeah. I'm just on Instagram. Um, Yeah, no.
1: completely changes the way a relationship works. So when I did my – I think the most part that changed it for me was when I did um, a placement for uni in a um, child and adolescent mental health Mm. facility. And I was talking to one of the psychologists and she said – Everything a child learns, they learn between the ages of newborn to, um, to seven years of age. Yeah. The way they know how to love and communicate to deal with anger, to deal with loneliness and all of those sort of things. And I look at my childhood and my parents are perfect, but every parent will pass on some form of quote-unquote trauma. Mm. And so when one thing I was very conscious of when I was like, be- like I'm a nanny, being like, I want these children... To know what love feels like and what feeling seen and heard feels like like if they're like oh like they'll come home with this piece of paper that has like scribbles all over it and they'll be like i drew you this picture of you in a castle and i'm like the fuck that is that does not look like that but i'm like oh my goodness like i'm so excited for them because that's what they need like or when they're so angry And I'm, like, tired and I'm trying to – like, I've done a 16-hour day with them and I'm just like, oh, my God, stop. Like, stop, stop, stop. But, like, it's giving them, like, love and nurturing and knowing that they're still so little. They don't know Mm -hmm. how to, like, communicate things yet and process stuff. And I think for me, I was like, you know, I'm – you were saying you don't rush into relationships, whereas for me, I would like to say my past – (laughs) past self – I did. I just wanted to feel loved and validated and good enough that I was worthy of being in a relationship. In every relationship I've been in, I've always been cheated on. So I was always like, I'm not good enough to just Mm. be loved. Like there's obviously something that's lacking. And so I would always rush into relationships and I always thought, oh my gosh, I just want to like have a baby and get married and do all of this because I feel like I'm running out of time. Like that Mm. social expectation that I'm running out of time. But being a nanny, I'm like you don't want to have a baby and just rush that. Like, yeah. children are so, like, these perfect little... They're
0: delicate, aren't they? They are yeah.
1: just the most authentic, like, little creatures.
0: I think that's a beautiful characteristic, though, that you have where you speak about, like, being the nanny. Like, you're not mm. the parent, but you're the nanny. Yeah. And still wanting to have that positive effect. Like...
1: Mm. I treat them like my children.
0: Yeah, and you want to, <laughs> right? And I think that's a great that's a great trait to have, whoever you are. Like, I think... Yeah. Whether you're a sibling or like if you're a, an older sibling mm. or if you're an older cousin or if you've got people in your life who are younger than you, I think like those positive those positive traits that you have definitely pass on to those people. And yeah. I think to have such positive energy around those kids, it's for me, I look at it and the reason I say I'm not ready right yet is because anyone who listens to this show knows that I was born with cystic fibrosis, which is... Mm a crazy responsibility for any parent right and I just got the two biggest gems in the world yeah like I love my parents to death and I look at what they've done for me to be sitting here right now as healthy as I am and like running marathons and loving life and making the most of every opportunity and I just don't think I've got that in me yet Mm. and it's a
1: big responsibility but it's also good that you were like I'm not ready because so many people especially in I've seen in like relationships they fall pregnant and they believe that's going to fix relationships yeah, <laughs> like, please don't have, please, like, don't, please do don't like we come out as the most perfect authentic divine creatures and we are then molded and constructed mm. by everything we know kids do not listen to what you say they watch what you do and that's mm. why it's not even the words that you choose when like you're speaking to a child it's the way you act and everything is I, you know I, I believe this is everything is energy yeah. so like I could not even speak but they will know exactly if I'm like tense or if I'm happy or if I'm sad, like, and they are so good at picking that up. Yeah. And like, yeah, I just, I'm like, I'm just
0: you know sorry. what my prediction is? <laughs> yeah. My prediction is, this is for me, not for you. I'm not okay. Predicting. I was
1: like, yeah. what are you about to predict?
0: <laughs> um, my prediction is one of two things. The first one is, it's kind of the story you want to hear, right? It's, yeah. I find the love of my life. We sail off into the sunset with some beautiful children on our boat in the Amalfi Coast. Oh. Just a wardrobe full of linen. A <laughs> couple of heads to double the kids on. You know, like good life. Good life. The second one is, I just never found her. <laughs> and this all went amazing. I'm very career driven. And I'm at the point where I go, I really like a little one. So I adopt a child.
1: Yeah, I really want to adopt.
0: And it's just me and him.
1: That would be sweet.
0: Yeah, or me and her. Yeah. I feel like I could look after a little girl.
1: I don't care what gender my baby is. I just want it to be healthier. That's yeah, really all I yeah. care about.
0: Yeah, me neither. I, I also we... have
1: a note list on my phone of like potentially 56 names for all my kids.
0: 56? Yeah,
1: because I just don't know. What's at
0: the top? Are you allowed to... Are you allowed no, to I cannot what?
1: disclose because if anyone snitches my name, yeah. I'm already in like a bit of a tiff with my sister. She's about mm. to have a little girl and her and I share the same baby name that we both like and if yeah. she calls the baby this name,
0: I'll kill it. Not
1: kill yeah. it, but I'll kill her. Yeah, I'll be very mad. Yeah, be
0: very. Mad. I can understand. <laughs> I can understand. We we knew someone who called. The, <laughs> we knew someone who called their baby the same, non, same name. My sister called her dog. My sister was mad. <laughs> she was like, "Fuck, that's my dog's name."
1: <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, get How away from you? it. Get
0: away from it. Um, talk to me about when you're looking for a relationship. Like, mm-hmm. ma- ma- you know what? Maybe Mister Wright is on the other side of. This YouTube or the other side of this podcast.
1: Maybe they're watching right now. Maybe
0: maybe they're watching. Maybe they're listening.
1: Being like, why does she fidget yeah. with her hands so much?
0: <laughs> well, what's Ruby looking for in a relationship?
1: Hmm. God damn it! Wow. Let me just think of the internal. Like, what gives roots. you the
0: butterflies? What makes you feel feel like you found the right person?
1: Someone who I feel like I don't have to like go back to my old ways of feeling like I have to be this, like, perfect, like, wifey material on first date. Like, I Mm. can't just be myself and be, like, that I'm not this, like, perfect... Person, I feel like for so long, every time I would meet someone, I pre- not even pretended, but I would just like show only the best version of myself. Shell
0: up a little yeah, bit. Yeah.
1: Like really put my walls up. Like I wanted love so bad, but I also like really blocked it because I was like, mm. I don't want to feel like I'm not good enough again. I don't want to feel like I'm not like worthy yeah. of love. So I would like be this perfect person. I would do wifey shit for fuckboys. Easiest, simplest way of popping like that. Yeah. <laughs> sentence. Um, so, I think, like, if it came down to it, like, just someone who made me feel like I can just be myself and not judge me for one, my past, and two, what I like the fact that I am still very much healing and that I know that there's so yeah. many parts of me that I like, I know that I still have to work through. Um, for me, like, the thing that gives me butterflies is seeing someone really driven, like, in something they love. I think that, like, passion and, like, creativity and curiosity. And, like, just having a big heart is something that makes me, like, really attracted to someone. Yeah. Like, I feel like looks are great. Looks are great. And, obviously, you have to have a form of attraction to someone. Yeah. But, for me, it's, like, heart. Like, heart and soul. Like, mm. how they treat other people. How they make other people feel. Like, that is everything to me. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care what car you drive. Where you live. If you make other people feel seen and heard and loved. And when you walk yeah. into a room, it's, like, that's Yeah, that's right. And, like... That's, like, that's all yeah. I care about because I think that that, like, people can get carried away by the, I don't even want to say the social media aspect of it, but, like, what would my relationship with this person look like on social mm. media? How would, like, we look together, blah blah, yeah. blah, blah, I want to know how I'll feel, like.
0: You know what? That's, it's funny because I put, it's funny you say that. I was thinking about this last night. Mm-hmm. After your big roast dinner. I oh, so just sitting there, belly full <laughs> your of lamb. Big belly. Belly full of lamb. <laughs> bit of like caramel sauce still on my face from my sticky date.
1: Little snack.
0: Just looking at my, my dad and his partner. My mum. That's what. We've got a really functional, dysfunctional family where yeah, my parents it's like are divorced. Me too. And like, we we're all sitting around with their partners last night having dinner at my mum's house. It's fucking amazing. I love yeah. it. That's like, for me, that's a really good example of mm. like showing like, through their actions yeah really healthy relationships which Mm -hmm. i love but i was sitting there and i was thinking sis and cow it's been all romantic dad and kaz just look at them two little gems Mum and shawnee they look so happy and i was just eating my caramel (laughs) caramel sauce and sticky date um but i was thinking i'm like for someone who shares a lot of their life on social because i'm trying to build this and i'm trying to i'm quite private when it comes to relationships like yeah Oh, the fuck people I think it's because
1: it's your laptop like,
0: oh, okay it's yeah. not your phone and I'm quite private when it comes to relationships where
1: mm-hmm.
0: I really like I really like to keep it like just my business
1: yeah like keep it private till yeah. it's
0: permanent yeah and I think because it's like when there's so many I, I learned the hard way that through high school like if you liked a girl Everyone else's opinions mattered more than your own. Yeah, and it's like someone would say, "Oh, what do you like her for?" Like, no, nah, she's not the right person for you. like yeah. don't do that. Like, now nah, you guys have clashed on this, and then you get in your own head about it. Where mm-hmm. I really like, for me, it's like when you create that relationship and that bond with someone, and you yeah. work on that just between you mm. and them. Like, that's but it's where a
1: relationship, which is two people. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I there's this quote I saw it once and it, have you ever seen a quote and it's just stuck with you yeah of course for like ever
0: there's the same five quotes that have been quoting on this podcast for <laughs> like 89 episodes
1: <laughs> well it's this quote and it's like you can't build a kingdom with someone who still wants attention from the village Mm. and it's, like, stuck with me so much that, like, you can't build a bond with someone that is strong when everyone else still has an input or say or you're still looking in the other direction yeah. for something. And so, like, I was someone who just wanted to plaster it all on social media. I yeah. wanted someone to, like... What's well, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, it is. And But that was all, for me, trauma. Like, that was really... Yeah. That was a massive like trauma response that I was scared to lose someone so I thought Mm. if I profess my love to you publicly you'll see that I'm really into you so you'll like feel that you're appreciated and I think that I did it because I wanted to feel that way like I wanted them to do the same for me but then I realized that the minute you, your relationship isn't just between you and them, every single person has an input. And I would be someone who would overly share. Like if my partner mm. and I had a fight, I'd go to all my friends and be like, he did this, he said that, yeah. what if I quit, I hate him, how dare he? All my friends would give their two cents. The fight would be over in 10 minutes.
0: And then it But then they
1: all still hated him. Then they all had an opinion. Then they would all be like, why do you... Like, they yeah. only heard the bad about him. And
0: nobody truly knows a relationship unless yeah. they
1: And also, I'm sorry, but everyone will over-exaggerate a fight while in a fight. Mm. So if you... Say you and I are fighting, yeah. and I then go and tell someone, you naturally always over-exaggerate the worst things you've yeah. done. So, like, you know... And also, I think when it comes to, like, toxic relationships and things like that, you don't need advice from anyone else. You already know what, like, the answer is or, like, what to do. But you just want to feel validated. You want to feel like yeah. your decisions like, the right thing to do.
0: It's funny so. you say that. <laughs> what, what popped into my head then when you raised your fist, right, was two things. A little bit of fear, like, oh, my God. Um, the second thing Very was strong. talk about over-exaggerating. Yeah, I can see. Um, over-exaggerating a fight. And it made me think I was in, like, a little, just a little schoolyard fight when I was, like, in year 10. Bad boy. And I'm actually, like, we're mates with a dude. Like, we played in the <laughs> school footy team together and everything. But he threw, like, this little berry at me. And, like, I didn't like the way that he'd done it. Like a fruit berry? Yeah, like off a little tree. <laughs> oh, right. And I thought it was quite aggressive. And I was like, so we sort of had a bit of a push and shove. And, like, he grabbed me and I flogged him one. And, like, the fight was kind of over before it started. But then... I remember I got suspended from school. I ended up getting my license, so shout out to the school. They gave me a free day to go get my license. Mm-hmm. But I said to my dad, he come to pick me up because I got suspended. And he goes, what happened? And I'm like, mate, he's pegged this berry at me.
1: He's fully I mean, flogged he, he me with could, this fruit. I was fruit. like,
0: literally could have taken my eye out. <laughs> and I'm like, so it was on. And then dad goes, where are they? Like, what berry? And I go, that tree there. And he goes... Mate, I wouldn't even feel that if it hit you. <laughs> it's and two mil like, by
1: two <laughs> And I was like,
0: maybe I've slightly exaggerated this in the heat of the moment. <sighs> but it's so true, right? It's, we do that with everything. Like, it's easy to exaggerate when you're emotional.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But I will touch on one thing you said before, and this is maybe my... We won't call it advice. We won't call it advice, We'd say it's my, my take. Maybe something that you may consider mm-hmm. if you're in the audience is... You spoke about the way that someone makes you feel, for God's sake.
1: You need to turn your notifications off on your Mac. Come on. you. This is your... How many episodes? And we haven't learned this yet. yet. I
0: haven't learned this yet. <laughs> is um, that just
1: turned off the sound to the MacBook? Air?
0: No. Okay. No, just the notifications ah, Amazing. Amazing. Um, and we speak about like the way someone makes you feel. And I'll say that's the one thing I'd say for any relationship is search for. Someone who, like... At your worst, and be be okay with exposing yourself at your worst, yeah. because how they treat you, like, is the most important thing in that time. Because mm-hmm. we're not always at our best, right?
1: No, like you always. won't ever be. Yeah. have a life that's always. It's not
0: hard. always a highlight. Sometimes shit happens. Sometimes you will find yourself, whether that be physically, mentally, spiritually, in the most challenging part of your life, mm-hmm. and the people who stick by you in that time are the people that you want with you forever. Yeah. And that's something that always stuck with me because it has been times where people I've been talking to or forming relationships with didn't. Yeah. And the time that someone did, it's the greatest feeling in the world.
1: Yeah. Or when you are upset, someone who doesn't just, like, try and brush under the rug and be like, just, it's fine. Like, get over it. Like, it'll be okay. Yeah. Or, like... Why are you being a sulk? Like, it doesn't even matter. Like, someone who lets you feel the way you need to feel and holds space for you doesn't try and mould the way you feel and make you feel a certain way, but just, like, gives you the space to be, like, all right, I know that they're there for me and that they support me no matter what. And that, yeah, like, just holds space for you. Like, makes you Mm. feel, like, seen and heard. Yeah. And I think as well, like knowing, like, a really good sign for me in, like, a relationship, whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship, is someone who, like, really listens and doesn't just, like, in terms of, um, what's the word? Like, listens to understand rather than listens to respond.
0: A lot. And who
1: tries to, like, actually understand what you're saying and doesn't, like, especially in, like, not even fights but just... Communication is a massive thing Mm. for me. I am, like, a big communicator. Like, if I'm having an argument with someone, I don't want to, like, let the dust settle and, like, give it a couple days and then ignore that it's happened. I want to (laughs) talk. Like, I am a communicator. (laughs) Because we all act out of, like, a trauma response or a, like, a past upset or, you know, if something's happened to us before and then it's happening again, it brings on a lot of emotion. Whereas, like, communication can really fixing so when people listen to you and they're listening to understand they learn a lot about you whereas if they're just Mm. listening to respond and to like like argue your point like you know someone who makes you feel like whether you're in an argument or not they're still on your team like it's you and them versus the problem not you versus them
0: talk to me have you ever been in love in a really positive way no no
1: no, it's always been based off like a trauma bond.
0: Okay, so like uh...
1: it um, it is, but then I'm like, I'm still so young. Like, yeah, you're still so. Young. And I'm learning this now about myself. Like I'm learning, like my trauma responses and why I attract the same type of men, like yeah. all the time. And I know I attract that because of my internal wounds. Because mm. I like you attract the polarity of what you are yeah. so like i but i know that now so yeah i m- might not have had like i've definitely loved parts of people who i've met and i felt euphoric like absolutely on top of the world with it yeah. with them but it wasn't a healthy relationship um but it means that like if i can feel that euphoric with someone who's not right for me imagine how i'm gonna feel when that person is right for me like yeah. you know it's going to be amazing and I'm happy to now wait for that whereas before I wasn't. Like I just wanted to be in a relationship. I don't care whether they treated me like shit. I just wanted to be in a relationship and wanted to feel love. Whereas now I'm like I'm actually happy to just be content with who I am and know that the right person and I will find me. Like what's meant for Mm. me won't pass me and I'm like content with that now.
0: There's a lot of theories when it comes to love, right? And Mm. I don't think – I don't know what I believe. I don't know what I don't. But – yeah. I've heard a few things. One I've heard is that you have three true loves in your life. Yeah. The first one is, I think it's like, a, it's what makes you feel, it's what helps you understand what love feels like.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, the second one is like, what eventually guides you to then find the right person or something yeah. like that. Third one is a person that you end up spending the rest of your life with. Do you think that's true?
1: I don't know, do you know, think C, that's discouraging? Because... And no I don't know because I don't know if you're meant to find one person and stay with one person forever I don't I don't know if I believe that
0: oh wow this, is, would, this is a monster I know, this I, is a I know. I'm sorry
1: I don't know if I've ever even said this all. All right. <laughs> but share. I don't Please share. Um, yeah I don't know I think that you know there's so many beautiful people who offer so many different things like you know maybe you'll be with someone and you'll love that person for a couple of years and you adventure and do all of this stuff together but then maybe you meet You know, maybe that falls and drifts apart and you then meet someone who you have kids with who raises your kids, you know? Like, Mm. I look at my dad. My dad has been married twice and is now on his third partner and at first I was like, what the hell? Like, get your shit together. Like, he was with someone married and um, she couldn't have kids and there was like bits and bobs to it all and whatever and then they weren't together. Then he met my mum and Mm. within a couple of months they had my brother and then they were together for 25 years raising kids. Yeah, wow. But they weren't in love and they didn't showcase love. And mm. I guess that was quite hard for me because obviously I learned what love is from them. Yeah. But, you know, the most love I've ever been taught by my parents is actually when they separated because they realised they weren't making each other's lives better.
0: Mm.
1: They weren't fulfilling each other's needs. They didn't have things in common. They were meant to be together to raise us because we're all stunning beautiful children <laughs> but you are they're not, meant to, that, yeah. they're not meant to be together they're still yeah. best friends but now they both have new partners and my dad has met someone who likes gardening and camping and furniture design and diy things whereas my mom didn't like that stuff yeah. and that's okay so i'm like i'm a bit torn because i'm like it would be so lovely to be with one person and create this beautiful magical yeah. lifestyle and do all of the things together but is it realistic when we're such social creatures you know i don't know and with Mm. these days with social media the thing is is temptation is so high that i just i don't know
0: it's an interesting world we live in isn't it it's It's new territory yeah we haven't been here before we you know um i've said it on a recent podcast i think it was on two podcasts back or three podcasts back that i think i was on a I was on, a, um, like, a dating app for, like, 15 seconds and I was like, I hate this. Oh,
1: it's so bad.
0: It's so bad because one of the boys was like, go on it, go on it. You're always, you're always too nice. Like, you just need to find someone. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Went on it for, like, 15 seconds and I was like, I hate this because it's that scroll mentality, yeah. right? It's like, no one will ever be good enough.
1: I hate because judging there's always people a better off the way option. they
0: look. Yeah. Like, it's always a better option, right? Yeah. Like, it's always like, oh, maybe the grass is greener on...
1: Yeah, 10 slides uh, yeah. later
0: or 20 slides later and it's never the case i just think it, yeah. it leads to i think some people there's definitely some people who have formed incredible relationships yeah, through sure. dating apps and i think bloody credit to you if you can do it you can do it yeah um but for me personally it's more so like meeting someone face to face having a really good connection yeah It kind of like i always find like the people that i really start to like it's like friendships first yeah and it starts with like a healthy relationship and like, you know what, like, they like, you've got commonalities and interests and,
1: yeah.
0: um, like that, it's that fun relationship first. and but then it, it,
1: it ebbs and flows, which is mm. what it's meant to do.
0: But then i found the right person, <laughs> have I? So, I, mean, I don't know. I don't but know. But it will
1: come. Like, and yeah. I think, you know, how you were saying before about your age, I don't think that has anything to do with it. Like, I think yeah. there's the expectation that by the time you're 25, you need to be with someone, getting married, thinking about your first property together, having the kids, your life set up. But mm. You're fucking twenty-five. You wait. We live to how old? Like,
0: me probably a hundred.
1: Exactly. So you have a long way to go. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to do anything. Yeah, there's
0: probably a couple of romances left in me, really, isn't <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah,
1: exactly. And enjoy that. Like, I think that you know, like. Dating is a really good thing. Like, I don't love dating apps because I think, how can you give your pure energy to twenty people you've matched with? Like,
0: mm.
1: that's that sounds like a daycare to me more Holy than fuck, like did a relationship. you that, that bird See, I hate wow. birds. Wow. I really hate birds. Wow.
0: Um, um, whenever we leave the window window open in the studio, as window. long as
1: one does not come in here because I will pee my pants. It's, straight up. Yeah.
0: There's there's just it's always so much noise. In the morning, it's birds. In the afternoon, it's like fucking every Vin Diesel fanatic in their <laughs> fucking car driving awesome up the furious? main street. Yeah. There
1: you go. Um,
0: okay. So we've spoken before. I've had Jordan Simi on the show. Jordan does a lot of dating stuff and relationship mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and he speaks from a bit of a guy's perspective. Yeah. Shout out to Simi. Um, what, what's maybe some advice for the girls, you know, for the girls that are out there try, trying to find a man's. Yeah. Trying to find the, the love of their life. If they're not... Let's say they're not on a dating app, right? Yeah. They're meeting them face to face. They're going on a date. Yeah.
1: They're sitting
0: down, you know, dressed up, and feeling snazzy. Snazzy. <laughs> um, sitting down for a brekkie. So what are some of the questions you'd be asking?
1: I'd want to know who they are. Like, who who are you? Not what do you have. Mm. I want to know who you are. Not your job title. Like, obviously, yes, your jobs a part of what you do in your daily life. But I want to know, like... Who you are like for me, like I like really getting to know someone because mm. I think that, you know, when you can have like, you know how we were on our walk this morning and we were just talking about like life. You were talking yeah. about your family and like your relationship with your sister and all of this. Like, you know, when like it's so surface level, yeah. it's just like,
0: it's just like, like who are you? And they go, I'm an accountant. And nah. you're like, <laughs> like, oh, what do you do? I work Monday to Friday.
1: Yeah, and like, then you're like, oh, so what did you do on the weekend? I like, got blind fucking pierced now. I feel like a bit dusty. I'm like...
0: Yeah. we're, sa- we're Sabre crew over here. I know. Too good. Too feeling fresh.
1: <laughs> feeling, feeling
0: great. <laughs> well, not really, though. I've had two <laughs> coffees and it's fucking seven third.
1: <laughs> That I would be like literally shaking.
0: Ribs, I can have... I had four on the weekend. That's I'm just, disgusting. I'm, I'm judging. I'm a different type of animal. I'm built different. <laughs> um... Yeah, so you just didn't get to know the person. Yeah,
1: and trust energy. Like, if you feel like... Obviously, everyone would have a bit of that, like, anxious feeling when you first meet someone. Mm. Like, that is normal. But trust how you feel. Like, do you feel comfortable with that person? Do you feel like the energy is good? That, like, you're having, like, playful fun? Or do you actually feel so on edge? Do you feel closed? Like, are they, like... I always think about how I feel. And also, before I ever go on a date or, like meet someone or even think about getting in the scene of like dating Mm. I always ask myself would I want to date myself right now like I am am I in the place that's a good question like to date if someone was to be with me like am I what I would want to meet because like I look back to before when I was dating and I'm like fuck me I would not want to meet me like I was codependent I was needy I was like there yep. was so much to me, and I can fully admit that, and like obviously there's still parts of that that still play up, um, and that just comes with healing and understanding that, but I think for a long part, I dated to fill a void, not because I wanted to date. I didn't mm. actually like a lot of the people I met. I could see red flags from the get-go, but I was like, I just want to feel like loved and because I thought that a relationship would fix my problems.
0: Do you think you can go on that journey of self-love and self-development whilst discovering? The beginnings of a relationship with someone
1: it depends who you're dating I think if they can hold space for you and they can understand that it's not going to be some like smooth perfect journey because I think when it comes to healing like a relationship is such an incredible way to see what you have to heal because pain plus reflection equals growth Mm. so when you're in a relationship with someone they are the ideal mirror for things you need to heal yeah like my ex was a really like if you leave it's not going to affect me like i am really secure in who i am like whereas that really triggered me because i was so codependent he was the perfect mirror for what i needed to heal because i was so anxiously attached to him and he was avoidantly attached so he was a mirror so i think that if you are in a healthy relationship with someone who can understand that you are an entirety on your own and that you will, and that everyone comes with baggage and that yeah. that is normal and I think if they hold space for you and you guys can have the ability to communicate and understand one another, it's a whole different ballgame and it can be a beautiful and it can really like fast-track healing because okay. you can help one another. I like that. But I think if you're in an, a toxic relationship and you... You know, your partner brushes the way you feel under a rug or dismisses you or adds to your trauma. Like, if it's a trauma bond, if that's what mm-hmm. you, you... know, <laughs> Yeet out of there really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but, yeah, I think if it's, a, if it's a healthy relationship, then, yeah, I think it's a great place to heal.
0: Okay, first dates. Do you take them somewhere you know or do you go somewhere different? Do you, do you run the risk of exposing that date to the world you know what I mean like as in you other go, people who see you yeah no, no, and it's not more so for being seen it's people then chiming in and asking questions you know how people are yeah. Aussie we've all I think we've all been on a date like I've definitely been on a date at Diggies in Wollongong before where I I'm sat there um it's so you know where we walked this morning the cafe oh yeah the one where you sit in next yep. door I've definitely been on a date there before, sat right on the fence and a million people walk past and ask questions.
1: Right, love that. And
0: you're like, I don't know if this is the best place Mm. for that person to feel comfortable being themselves.
1: I feel like for me personally, like I love, and this is me, I love stepping into my feminine and letting a guy take control of the date. Like Mm. him being like, let's go on an adventure or let's drive to this new place. Because when there are less out, side engagement you can definitely be more intimate with that yeah. person like not physical intimacy but like being able to yeah, actually 100%. understand them and be like oh okay like you know get to know one another whereas when there's all this distraction going on you're just kind of like sitting next to them it's and not like a good
0: environment. It's
1: doesn't actually allow you to fully connect like yeah. if there was 15 more people in this room you know it would be so much more harder to yeah. gain you know that intimate connection with you and be able to talk yeah. and open up and I think so yeah like when it comes to a date like I don't think it really matters but I guess for me personally I definitely like when it's like and even when it is trying something like new like if you go to like I'm a coffee snob and I remember this date and it was actually a really good date but he was like oh let's just go to this random cafe like I've never tried it like I've heard pretty good reviews and we went and the coffee was so bad but it was like such a laugh between us that we were like fuck this let's leave we left halfway through our coffee, like, left it basically full and, like, went somewhere else. But it was, like, funny and it was, like, good. Yeah. So, I don't know, like...
0: Perfect first date for... Because, okay, because the reason I say this is... I love is a
1: breakfast date.
0: I'm sat here... Yeah, breakfast date is good. I was sat here yesterday having breakfast... Let's call it on a mate date with my good friend, Jared Peskin. Love that. And we're just sitting here having a conversation. I'm going to say I'm a little bit disappointed with him. I'm not angry, I'm just <gasps> disappointed. Because... We were deep in conversation, as we do. Good catch-up. And we're chatting, you know, we're just chatting back and forth. And I, for the first time in six months, had something different for breakfast. As you all know, I usually get around some perfectly poached eggs on some beautifully thick peanut butter sourdough. And don't look at me like that because you can try a little bit of my breakfast after here today and you'll love it. Um, And I decided to go with... The black garlic scrambled eggs. And let me just say they were good. Mm-hmm. They were very good. However, what I always do is I put a little bit of salt and pepper on the top. You know how it is. We're not playing over here. And we just add a little bit of, little bit of seasoning. <laughs> right? Just a, a little dash. Just a dash. And we got up and we walked out and, you know, we paid and, <clears throat> you know, just bumped into some people we know. Had an amazing conversation with them. then I got in the car. Smiled at myself in the mirror and I had the biggest fucking chunk of black pepper in between my teeth. And I thought.
1: And he didn't tell you.
0: And he didn't tell me. So. That,
1: that is worthy of ending the friendship. I'm, I would
0: s- I'm end the slightly friendship. disappointed, Jared. Um, however, <laughs> this I will is not say. not the time
1: you tell me, I was like, <laughs> no, it's not.
0: It's, not. it's like. Um, and you've actually got spinach in your teeth, Bruce. <laughs> that would have been really funny if I did that. Eh? Um, so funny. But then I thought to myself, I thought. Thank fuck that wasn't a date. <laughs> yeah, because that would be embarrassing.
1: If so, you were on a date though, and they didn't tell you, that is a good enough sign to like not see them again.
0: They 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 want you to suffer.
1: <laughs> what are they
0: want to see you in pain? <laughs> what would you eat on a first date?
1: Well, I don't care. I'm like a big eater. Like
0: yeah, we spoke about this. We'd yeah, both
1: we enjoy spoke our about this. Um, yeah, I don't really care. Like people say, like xyz is like off limits like you shouldn't have like spaghetti or like no mm. garlic i'm here to eat and i'm here to enjoy mm. if you, the person sitting opposite me is going to judge me for what i'm eating you ain't for me because like i eat a lot i like to eat my favorite kind of date is food <laughs> so
0: like okay like so let's say me hypothetical me and you're on a date right yeah. now we're at samara's lovely um local lebanese restaurant yeah the lamb kebabs come out mm. you're dipping that in the garlic sauce? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Just <laughs> going for it? Send no judgement. No judgement. Sending it? Sending okay. it. Okay. We're on a coffee date. Okay. you just sit back your almond latte with a bit of honey. Just giving mm-hmm. you guys a tip on what Ruby likes. Yes. And are you carrying some, like, nice, juicy, extra peppermints in the bag?
1: Yeah, always. Like, you want to be yeah. presentable. You don't want to be, like...
0: Yeah, so you're still not hitting them with the coffee. Break. Yeah,
1: you're not hitting them with that. But, like, if you're going to... P- dine like there is nothing worse than like eating and then having regret being like i should have gotten that or i should have eaten that mm. like that's that's bad so yeah. i would always just eat whatever, eat
0: whatever. <laughs> like, i love it confidence you know. confidence is key mm-hmm.
1: confidence is key
0: <laughs> um, the right
1: people will like you for exactly who you are
0: <laughs> actually you know it's funny you say, you say that right and i agree with that completely one thing i want to say is I've been thinking a lot about that this weekend. I actually wrote some things in my notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched a movie on Friday night called The Green Book, and okay. I don't know if you've seen The Green Book. I don't, no. Liam. Have you seen The Green Book on Netflix? No. So actually, it's only available until June thirty. If anyone wants to watch it, and where is it on? It's on Netflix. Oh, okay. So it's about an African American gentleman who is a professional musician. He plays the piano, like I think classically. I'm not a expert on that style of genre, but he tours around the country and it's set like a few years back, like a few decades ago. And he needs a driver. He's very well-to-do. He's very successful because of his music, but he's in a time where America is still quite racist and they probably still are, to agree. Um, But they're still quite racist and there is definitely a lot of steps behind where it is today. Mm -hmm. And... In the beginning of this movie, it sort of sets a scene with this Italian fellow, a few spoilers here, who is eventually going to be this man's driver to drive him around the country on his tour. Yeah. And he says a few racist things and does a few things that show that he's not exactly the most understanding or well-cultured fella. Yeah, And then he ends up needing a job. He takes on the job of being this man's driver and he's exposed to the cruelty of the human race and the way that people treat this guy. whilst. A room of rich white people will sit there and love his music they won't let him use the same bathroom that they do Mm. they won't treat him with respect to him to them he's an object not a human being yeah and it's and it's fucking really sad i sat there and i watched this movie and i just thought i
1: cry in
0: movies like that oh like it it had me emotional because i was like how cruel is a human race yeah and i was watching this but i sat there and it, it sort of hit me and i thought are they cruel Or are they just sheep? Like, are they people who are just following the trend that has been set by the most influential people in the room? Are they just going along as they would as so many people do in life, scared to be the social outcast or the outcast that speaks up for what they believe in, who they are, or to truly be and represent who they are within their heart? Yeah. And it made me think that would a sheep in today's society have been just one of those sheep back then? Is it the same sheep, just different paddock? And so the reason I say this, and this sounds quite inspirational, um, but I wanted to preface it because I think it's super important, is be you. Like The best part about being an individual, about being a human being, is you are different to everyone else. Mm -hmm. Like Believe what you believe in. Be okay with the rest of the world knowing it. Be okay and be accepting of the fact that you may be a social outcast, and that may may be the cost of being yourself.
1: Mm. But I think in that same breath, like how are people who are meant to find you find you if you don't act who you are meant to be? 100%. Like, and I think as well, like, this is one thing that really played with me with my social media was that I, like, I, when I first started gaining a little bit of a following, I wanted to just, like, do what every other, like, quote-unquote influencer or everyone who had a small following would do, Mm. like, and I realised that I actually didn't, like doing any of that i didn't like being that person i didn't like overly editing and posing all my photos like it made me not feel awkward but i just knew that like i didn't want people to see my instagram and then see me in real life and be like you don't look anything like that like that was kind of my biggest fear um and i remember when i started posting a lot more authentic and vulnerable things i thought to myself i would rather be liked for exactly who I am and be like, what you see is what you get. Take Mm. it or leave it. And if you don't like me, that's okay because it's not my job to convince you that I am worthy of your time or for you to like me because with how many people there are in this world, no, not everyone is going to like you and you need to stop believing that everyone is going to. Like, we have different views on things. We have different thoughts. We have different causes we care about and, you know, uh, like social and like all that sort of stuff. History, like we are different people. Not everyone is going to like you. And the minute I stopped trying to convince people or be the same as everyone else in order to be liked, I actually like found a little bit of peace. And that's actually when my social media started growing and taking off was because I was, I didn't, to be brutally honest, I don't give a fuck whether you like me or not. And it's not my job to convince you of it. Like if you like me, you like me and you will 100% back me. And the thing is, is when you like me, I know you like me for me. For who you Because are. I'm not being fake. I'm not mm. being something. I'm not I'm not trying to convince you and have this act that like I care about this thing or do this for a for a front. This is who I am. So yeah. if you like me it's great because then I know it's for me. It's mm. not for who I pretend to be.
0: Yeah. I always say that for me, if my dad, my mum and my sister love me and they know my nature's good and my intent's mm. good, that that'll do me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like the
0: rest of the world can think what they want to think. Mm. And I think it's a beautiful place to be. So yeah. I love that you said that.
1: Yeah, and I think of four when you were talking about that book you were saying, you know, are they cruel or is it just, you know, like mm. being a sheep? But that's why I think like the message of self-love for me was really important to preach because I and like I don't I not I don't like admitting this cuz I don't like admitting that I was mean to other people, but I was very like two-faced when I was younger. Like I and it stemmed from jealousy, straight up. Like, I would bitch about people behind their backs purely out of jealousy. Like, yeah. I was in those group chats where you would screenshot their stuff and send it in and be like, oh my god, look what they've done. Or like, yeah. look at her photo, look at how she looks. And it's like, I was a part of that. I played in that. I, I was think, in the sheep herd. I think but we all because, do get
0: caught up in that. Yeah. To a degree.
1: But I think that self-love really got me out of that because I realised that I didn't hate on those people and I didn't, like, um, I wasn't rude and I wasn't critical of them. I was actually jealous of them mm. and that all forms of hate or criticism comes from a place of, like, a reflection. Like, you know the saying, like, what Susie says of Sally says more of Susie than it does of Sally? Mm. That quote, like, perfectly sums it up. I yeah. think that, you know anything that someone says is a projection of who they are not who you are
0: self-love is free i know self-love will literally
1: fix all your problems
0: set yourself free (laughs) look we've come to that point in the podcast where it gets a little bit juicy (laughs) so this is a new segment for anyone watching or listening and it's called confessions and we've all seen that movie where someone walks into the church they walk into the catholic church and they need to confess to their sins and it may be a sin that you've never confessed to before. It may be a sin that you're not quite comfortable confessing to. But this is the platform that you can do it and feel free about it. We're, we're setting you free here today, Rubes. We're setting you free. Now, I thought about how I was going to host this, right? As I'm saying this, it'll probably be quite some, some quite slow, dramatic music playing in the background for effect. Um, and I thought about hosting this as if I was a priest, but they don't exactly have the best reputations. And so I thought, you know, I'll just be the captain. I'll be the captain of the ship. Um, but we'll host it as if we're sitting in one of those little booths in the church. Okay, I don't like know what they're MC. called, the confessionals, the confessional booth. so here we are. <laughs> just sat looking straight down the barrel. And we um, have got to
1: turn off my smile.
0: Okay, is okay. there anything you'd like to tell us?
1: Yes, captain, I need to confess to my sins.
0: That's I told her to say that. <laughs>
1: um i told one of well a very very well-known rugby player that he was very good in bed yet i actually faked the orgasm because it was so appalling that i wanted to get out
0: of bed wow wow (laughs) okay he doesn't know okay so hold on let me just get in character for a second let me get in character for a second. Oh,
1: that's actually quite good to get off my chest. Thank you.
0: That's, that's no, see, good. it's very free, Oh, look,
1: look at my hands. You're shaking
0: yeah, a little I'm bit. I'm shaking. You're that freeing was, a little
1: I'm, bit. I'm, that was
0: anxious. Thank, thank you for confessing to your sins thank there, Rubes. Um, okay. I just want to ask you a few questions oh, to fine. further free <laughs> you, to no. further free you from the, maybe some of the guilt that you are feeling but shouldn't I, be. I, I
1: do you feel guilt. You
0: shouldn't be feeling okay. because we're, we're all human, right? Yeah. Um, tell me, did he play rugby union or league? League league. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And is he well known? Is he someone that, I'm not going to ask you his name. If I was qu- to
1: say him, you would 110% know him. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I'm going to, I don't, I'm not going to, no bombs out here. I'm not going to, It was he a forward or a back?
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't okay. watch
0: football. Athletic? Yes. Okay. Like. Quite muscular.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Believe <laughs> we'll it or that. You know, I we'll,
1: feel bad that I've said that because no, gonna no, really hey, nice,
0: they're all like, athletic they're all athletic
1: yeah
0: Um. and maybe man's just had an off day
1: yeah maybe he did maybe, maybe he did he I just feel like playing people's feelings big game the day before yeah yeah maybe yeah mm.
0: just a little bit beaten up you know he's played maybe 80, yeah he's played 80 minutes the day before Roofs. is that how
1: long the game is yeah huh. I thought they were 20 minute halves no 40 oh fuck
0: see there you go
1: <laughs> there you go maybe it was just tired
0: there you go <laughs> who knows um we'll leave that up to your imagination um thank you for confessing <laughs> to i won't even call them your sins just as something that you've been holding a little bit closer to your heart than bit. you've kept I don't it really here today have anything
1: else to confess i'm a pretty open book like, pretty I'm open like book a, yeah yeah okay
0: that
1: was really the only thing that i feel bad well that was
0: juicy think- that's gonna get clipped on ig for sure <laughs>
1: Was I allowed to say something sexual?
0: Yeah, hundred percent, you were.
1: Okay. I think a lot of people fake their orgasms. Like a lot of girls I know fake probably ninety percent of them. If I'm being honest.
0: Okay, ninety yeah. percent.
1: Probably yeah.
0: Is that scientifically researched or look, is Look, that... if
1: I look at every single girl who I know and I ask yeah. them, it would probably be ninety percent of the people they've slept with they would have.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Lots <laughs> <That's> of <laughs> work to do, eh? Hey. Jesus. Stary. Jesus. Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. That, that, that's that could a confessional. Be <laughs> that could be another podcast. <laughs> Jesus, that one's going to get some bloody listens, isn't it? Um, every rugby player, <laughs> every rugby player in New South Wales right now. I'm waiting for you to see if you correct me on the state. See what I've done there?
1: Bit, okay, but see, did I just thing- go?
0: Did I just go, Tracy Grimshaw? Who? Did I just set you up with a question? No,
1: but the thing is, that I don't know football, mm. so I wouldn't want to know what team they currently play for. Okay. I don't know what. So there's every chance
0: he's actually an ultimate frisbee player. <laughs> maybe. And she's just never had the chance to watch him on telly. Maybe. He goes, yeah, I will play footy. You go, who for? He doesn't play. <laughs> You're like he doesn't. It's safe. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's not. Maybe right.
1: after this podcast, when the cameras are off and the mic's are off, I'll let you. I'll let yeah, you, that know so you that yeah, that would be good.
0: That would be good. That would be good. And you can DM me, and I probably won't tell you. I won't tell you, because. What happens in the confessional stays stays in the confessional confessional. Um, (laughs) as any good captain would. Well, hey, we've been going for a
1: long time.
0: We've been going here for one hour and 11 minutes, which is actually angel numbers. Yeah, Just because there's three angels in the room. You know how it is.
1: Something like
0: that. Um, Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much. I'm glad that you made the trip down.
0: No, my, my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, as so many other guests will in the course of the coming weeks. And if you're listening this or watching this, um, all of Ruby's social links will be in the description. You can get around that. I would encourage you to go and follow her on social, to go and interact with her, send her a lovely message and let her know that you were a part of today's show experience, that you tuned in, that you loved it. Remember that to support this show, you can subscribe, you can like, you can share, you can leave five star ratings and reviews. Um, just send it to one friend. That's all we ask. Share it around. Share the love.
1: Share it with someone who needs to hear it.
0: Exactly. And um, just thank you as always. Thank you to the duff Man behind the camera, <laughs> snapping away. Um, I'm gonna to have to edit at least me on those photos, not Rube's. She's <laughs> glowing. Edit
1: me. I woke up at five. My eye bags are like. She's
0: glowing. Um, I'm not. Um, but whilst we're sitting in this amazing new studio, I hope you're loving it. And there's still a few things. To happen, there's still, still a few things to do um, to get it up to scratch. We've got some new mics coming in. We've got a TV that's going to look really impressive, but it's more so just for the branding. It
1: won't even turn on. It'll just be like It's
0: there. just there, just in case. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. As I said, share it around, subscribe. Love it. Listen to it. Watch it. Reach out. I love when people reach out and say that they're enjoying the show. Um, it is the captain of the ship signing off. Thank you, Ruby. Thank
1: you so much for having me.
0: My absolute pleasure. We're gonna go enjoy some brekkie and potentially a third coffee. We're out. (laughs)